0: Okay. All right, so, hi. So what we're supposed to talk about is tick-in-the-box exercise for economic regeneration. Does Fringe do that? Is it becoming that? I think everybody can kind of know that festivals do that in general, and they help with economic growth. I think wherever you live, you know that that happens. Something that I, especially in the United States, that I think is, interesting thing that's happening is local governments actually starting fringe festivals. When we started Capital Fringe in Washington, D.C., as we were sort of getting our paperwork ready and becoming a nonprofit, I worked at this place that was an arts incubator, and people would come and tell us ideas, and then we'd try to help them, (laughs) and the... I guess it was the D.C. Arts Commission, which could sort of be like the Arts Council if you lived in a state or something, uh, came to us and said they wanted to start a Fringe Festival, and they wanted it to be three days, everything is free, the artists get like a check and blah, blah, blah. I was like, please don't. You will ruin everything if you do that. And it was more like, yeah, we were going to try to do it, but it was more that it wasn't really being set up as something that could grow, and it was being set up by the government, which I think (laughs) is weird. But then other places do that, like Wilmington Fringe, which is in uh, Delaware. There's their uh, festival is run by their city government. We had the women talking from Taipei, which theirs is run by the government. And there does become some some stuff in that that's about programming that can be a, a hindrance to it. But it also, their goals may be different <coughs> than if you're not with the government. Um, because I think we, can all, we all know that when you do a festival, people come to it. Those people buy things at your festival, and they buy things around the city. And there's no way that you can't talk about that, that it isn't, calming, it isn't helping economic growth. But I think a better question is, who's actually doing the economic growth? Is it artists? Is it audiences? Is it people starting something? Or is it the government? Is that interesting? Do you want to talk about that? Uh, It might also be useful to sort of have, I met some of you as you came in, but to actually say, if you have something you want to say, like say where you're from, uh, and maybe like the size of your festival as well, because that also helps when you're talking about economic impact. Um, Another thing that I thought we could talk about, which is, how do you actually talk about economic impact? Because one of the things, Peter's here, he's part of print. One of the things, so we're going into this process and we're gonna get this building, right? And it's like a lot of money. Like the building is $4.5 million, and then to like build it out, we're like doing this campaign for like $9 million. I mean, it's crazy, right? So a lot of what you have to do is talk about your your impact. I found it really difficult to figure out how to do that in a very legitimate way. Like mm-hmm. In the United States, we have Americans for the Arts, and they have this little calculator on their website. You can punch in your numbers. But the stuff that comes out is like, whoa, I don't know if we're that impactful. Yeah. Like it's it's so it's so high, and then also when you're running a festival, actually counting people. I mean, that's how do you do that? Um, and so different, maybe different techniques that people have to if they want to share different ways that they actually figure out their economic impact. Um, one of the things that we did, because you know all you can do is ask questions. <laughs> uh, the city government was doing, DC was doing this creative economy study and they, we just sort of inserted ourselves into many of these conversations, even though they were trying to do things about restaurants because, you know, the culinary arts, whatever uh, and tech, all that kind of stuff, and so we sort of inserted ourselves mainly in the point of, we were trying to figure out how to do our, <coughs> our numbers and know what they are, and it turned out the city actually had a way to do it, but they didn't make it public because they didn't want, like Walmart to come in and be able to tell them what sort of kickback they should be getting. Um, And so in doing that exercise, we kind of came up with some sort of knowledge of what our impact is now and what it could be in the future when we get the new building. But it still sort of resonates with that tone of like, is this real? How How do we actually talk about what our impact is in grants to our artists and to our audience they can also use that information when they're trying to, like, get money for, or even just talk about what they do, whether it be an artist writing a grant to be in the festival, or, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't always think that saying
2: the economic impact is is the most valuable form of f- putting yourself forward. I think it's it's kind of almost been been done, and I think you've got to look for sort of a, a multi. like the profiling of the thing, regeneration of the town centre, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing rather than just putting figures on it. I don't think it has that much clout, to be honest. I think it did for a little while, but I think now it's it's about showing the, the breadth and the you know the well being of the city and, and all that kind of thing I think has more importance. How yeah. do you,
0: so that—that's that those are really good points because yeah. one of the things that when we were kind of doing our work, figuring out is when we were talking to like whatever like money people or however you you know people that you're asking for money, they they call those things the un—they're—they're are they're unintang- they are not tangible, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like coloring that you put on the sides. While that is what gets people to invest in you and to invest mm-hmm. in your thing. It has to be accompanied with
3: all of those numbers. Why do people like that kind of conversation? Mm -hmm. That's a conversation that they can get their heads from.
0: Well, I think it's also, I mean, I think something that we definitely care about is that we are actually a business. That, yes, we all, like, whatever and whatever, you know, like, sure, we're all loving it. Um, But, like, we get paid. our festival, and that we are impactful, Mm -hmm. and we do have an intangible benefit to the cultural uh, amenities of the city, uh, but we are just as important as, you know, like if the fire department went away, those are the things that the city cares about, the fire Mm -hmm. department and all that, you know, safety service things, that we would be missed as well. They knew that they got that value. We do a survey every year. We've right, always had year. at the end of the festival, we do artists and audiences. We do two separate surveys, um, and it asks all the sort of traditional questions.
3: Um, and then you make your, you your economic impact study
0: out of that. Yeah. Not really. The yeah. economic is really just based on numbers, like yeah, like your budget, like mm. how ma- how many employees do you have, what I- what what are they paying in taxes? Because then, as as a nonprofit, we don't. Pay actually run our own bar during the festival so our bar like this year our bar for the festival brought in $110,000 and so we have to pay taxes on that so our taxes on that were like $11,000 um, and the city gets and then we, bu- we get permits we do permits for the tents and like all this stuff and that kind of goes into what the taxable but like the survey that we do is more counting people what race are they what is their living situation how do they behave all is that kind visitors of, of visitors too but that yeah. is a, but we don't have like and this is where it gets into like the intangible ways that you can't really figure out like we get visitors but our festival is really primarily local like we have 50% of our artists and our audiences are all from Washington D.C. but 50% are not they're from Virginia and Maryland which is right
3: there but they really not come participate if the was yeah.
0: true yeah and that's we part of it
3: Because that mm-hmm. fifty percent that don't come to DC would not have come had the printer not existed. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't and know, they're all going you out. F- you add that in as well. I yeah, we do. We ask them
0: if they went out to eat, how much did they spend, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah.
2: pay them. It's, it's a 100% open access model. Um, and so we've w- we we ask them if they can tell us how many hours they've put into producing their work, which is basically voluntary work that they're doing to produce art for the city. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. y- you've got to be a bit careful because you don't want to shift into that mindset of well, we should be being paid for this. It, it, what, what they're doing is. wage, it comes out around a million dollars worth of that they, which, which we go back to our city council and say, you know, artists living in your city are giving you 700 performances, the whole festival costs $200,000, so we're a very small budget, so we can't really talk about, it. we don't have bars and, or run venues or anything, we get other people to do that, and, um, and we're just mentoring and supporting them. it to sponsors and things and and what value, and it has been funded by the Council of the Economic um, Development Fund, but it was really, uh, and that might be specific to our city, but what was really important to them was they're looking to attract talent to the city. We've got would call festivals on as heaps going on, and that's has a real value for our businesses mm-hmm. over and above almost what money we're going to bring in. So that's our picture.
4: Hmm. I'd that, that up. I think something that we've observed, I live in St. and in Missouri, and, in Leidos, and um, we have observed, uh, observed that I think some of the language is changing, mm-hmm. um, especially with grantors and funders, away from economic regeneration and towards creative claims which I think is an effort to better encompass those intangibles, um, Mm -hmm. exactly what you're saying. still perceived as transient. Mm-hmm. So how do you define yourself? I believe that we are a contributor to creative placemaking. But um, convincing that when some people are thinking of creative placemakings as parks, you know, and like permanent structures yeah. has been a challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: That's been like yeah. our, our journey in creating Capital Friends. We were in the beginning in an 11-day festival just like,
4: phew, see you later.
0: But then it became very apparent So, we sort of have started becoming more year-round, inch by inch every year, um, and now I guess we're really going to be engaged in creative placemaking,
4: <laughs> doing the building.
1: is we align the vision of what our festival is about with their future visions of their cities. Mm. So we align with their, there's a Sydney 2030 plan, which is a cultural and economic plan. We participate in all of their cultural um, task force and discussions. And what we do is we use the festival as a tool to pilot those programs. And so because this festival, uh, a fringe festival more than any other festival, is in touch with all those everyone a- and to councils were able to pilot reforms and legislative reforms during our, month of our festival. So it's a in really interesting way, I mean it's one of the things that interests me most about our projects because I think that as a representative of a, of a cultural community we have a responsibility to do that. To we are how do you how do
0: you do that
3: That budget, does that that's not the hard in cash. Kind? Yes, yeah, of yeah. course.
1: It's more if it was all in, all the in kind. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. <coughs> and yeah, that's so just my working budget. It's not hard cash. Uh, hard Phew, cash we get by. It makes so much better
5: because <laughs> everyone in the room. When we start incorporating all the in kind, then that oh makes me feel so much better.
1: Millions of crazy. dollars. That's right. That's so that's kind dollars. of our working budget of when we're, which we're putting in for the board to approve, and that includes.
0: like, this is why I have my question about the government, is so we started in 2006, and then in 2007, we had like $52,000 in payables, and we had no money. (laughs) It was really awesome. It was good times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we got $250,000 from the government. You know, woo! Awesome. And then we got that the next year. And that was because the city was doing earmarked funds, that's what we called them. Um, And then the city decided that they were going to not handle it. And they stopped existing because of the fund those funds, you know, not working. Um so like what would you do if you didn't get that money anymore? You well know like
1: festival like this, we're only five years old. We have a sliding scale of funding from the city that is depreciating every year as we prove that we are becoming more self-sufficient. Um, so we work on a triannual funding with them. That said, we're on their major festivals list like the Sydney International Festival would be that they still receive millions Until you... What you guys are doing. And and you know, I don't create any public events unless they have some way of making money. Mm -hmm. Because A, I don't have the budget to do it if I don't, and B, we need we need to constantly prove to our funders that we are working towards being self-sufficient.
0: Do other people have that same sort of mindset? Like when you start something at your festival, you really have